Welcome to Bill and Jalen's 2014 NBA Preview. Number 25 in the Bill and Jalen Preview. A team that could have gone 28, it could have gone 22. You could have talked me into about eight different spots for them. The Orlando Magic. A team that is just constantly rebuilding. Just rebuilding, they're rebuilding, they're rebuilding, they're rebuilding. Adding young pieces, they have a lot of talent. Young team, precocious, not quite ready yet. Reminds me of Will Smith once upon a time in The Fresh Prince. We're going to show two videos to capture the Parents fan base. don't understand. The fan base mindset. <laughs> Orlando last year, I feel like, was in this Will Smith stage. Let's roll this clip. Oh, I know. Wearing a bad sweater. Is there somebody real close to me that I love a whole lot? Will was taking pills and Carlton accidentally right took some. And it would be all my fault. Carlton ended up in the hospital. I'm sorry, man. Pretty good, but not. He's not quite there as an actor yet, right? He's, no, he won twenty like million. Yeah, he won twenty million a pop. He feels like he's acting here. Uncle yeah. Phil's gonna come and give him a hug. Sorry, it's good. It's emotional. It's like a nice ending. It's a special episode. We learned not to keep pills or anything, but mm-hmm. didn't really knock me away yet. Now, Will Smith season four. I learned how to drive. I learned how to shave. I learned how to fight without him. I had fourteen great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a damn card. Die out with him. You saw the difference with Will Smith. By the time that season was over, he's ready to make Bad Boys. He's ready to make Independence Day. He's blossomed. My question to you, is this the first Will Smith clip or the second Will Smith clip? What stage are we in with the Orlando Magic? We're in the first stage. Still in the first yeah, stage? Yeah, because we're talking about him on the first day. <laughs> so, so they're still wearing the ugly sweater. <laughs> yeah. But the goal would be to get to that second stage where all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, these guys are really good. It, it's Holy it, mackerel. It's hard to win in this league. It's really hard. It really is. Let's see what they did last summer and we'll keep talking. So veteran leadership, Channing Fry. Some people say they overpay, but you like having the veteran leader on the team. And a knockdown shooter. Stretch four can play some fives in the lineup. Not a stretch mark for either. Ben Gordon, what kind of production are they going to get from him? <laughs> Probably a toxic one. He's the kind of key to the moves that they made this offseason. Aaron Gordon's going to continue to get better, and we both love Alfred Payton. We love Alfred Payton. Yes, in fact, we, like he should have went higher in the draft. Evan Fournier, they gave up Aaron Aflalo for. What you think of that? Aaron Aflalo is a solid shooting guard. Turn like over him. both shoulders on the post. Yeah, makes his open jump shot. Why not just keep him? Or keep him for February, trade him. You have to make a decision if you're not getting free agents nowadays. The game has changed. You could talk about how much money people are under the cap. Now it kind of doesn't matter, and here's why. Either you're going to overpay for a guy, right? or guys are going to pursue you when you have the money. A team like Orlando, are they going to be able to attract the big free agents? Same with the Boston Celtics. The Lakers get visitors. So that means for the most part, they want to build through the draft and hope to make a move where they trade for a player that's already under contract. So that's the move I think that they're missing, unless Vucevic or Tobias Harris really blossom, Victor Oladipo really blossom, or Peyton, one of those Let's guys, really roster. take off. Yeah. There's the rotation. Peyton's the key swing guy. I love their draft. It's funny. I got some emails about people who thought we were too complimentary of, of oh, you, just, you guys liked almost every pick for the team. And it's like, look— I think that's going to end up being one of the great drafts we've had. They got the number four and the number 10 pick. Aaron Gordon's a three-year project, but that guy's such a good athlete, and he's competitive. He's going to try. I like that pick. I like their team. Zach's big question. Hello. This is an important question. 
Zach has a tendency to hit the most important questions. This team's been rebuilding now. This is year three. At what point do you say, all right, what are we? Utah hit that point the last year or so, and all of a sudden Derek Favors is making eight figures a year, and Gordon Hayward is the max guy, and it's like, well, you still stink. So what does this team do? I'm going to dumb it down for everybody. When you look at your favorite team's roster, if they don't have two consistent all-stars, you're going to struggle. And that's what it's going to take. Either one of these guys that they're drafting becomes an all-star or they're able to trade for one. If that doesn't happen, they'll be out of the playoffs. I think we need to play a song. I stop staying strong over MCs and devour with the power of Hercules or Samson. But I go further to the left because you can scout my cameo. You want to tell the kids who this is? Big Daddy Kane, no half step. But check out the swag, too, the dancers. Scoop love of my brother, scrap love of the other. Look at this. Lucy rope chains, four finger rings. He might not have pants on, Jalen. I think this massage might lead to something more. Look at these guys. Guys with jogging suits could do how to dance his moves. Clean with the suit on, the double breasted. Molly Maul, one of the best beat makers, DJs the game has seen. That's classic material. Well, and we also have to put classic rap videos and hip-hop videos during the Bill and Jalen preview filming because it gives you a little hop in your step. Then I get like eight more really (laughs) high-quality minutes out of you before it fades, and then we get another one. But I feel like the Magic are half-stepping a little bit. You can try to be good at any point here? Everybody talks about, we got this cap space, we got this cap space. It's a limited amount of game-changing great players that are out there. It's no state tax in Florida. I know, but still. Would you have wanted to live in Orlando as a 26-year-old multimillionaire it's, African-American NBA player? Yes. Yes. It's, I, I'm one of those kind of players when they say you got traded to Toronto, I'm on the plane. You got traded to Chicago you in like February, I'm on the plane. You got traded to Indiana, I'm on the plane. Like That's business. But for those guys to really turn around their fortunes, they got to develop an all-star or find a way to trade for one, or they won't be a consistent playoff team. You need both of those things to happen. The Triangle loves them. Because Aaron Gordon, I don't know if you knew this, is already making baby steps to the Champagne and Campaign Hall of Fame. This is what he tweeted recently. 18 years old with a new apartment in Florida is not a bad way to be a teenager. Ooh. Jalen, I think he needs an uncle. That's one of those. I think he needs Uncle Jalen to go down there and make sure everything's okay. That's one of those. Whoever's following me on Twitter or anybody that sees this tweet, hit me up. I'm in Orlando. My family's not here. I'm out of school. I'm the number one pick in the draft. He's got nice little fashion sense already. Right. What else do we have? You know, holla at me. Ooh, That's all he's saying. All American. I was covering that game. He was on the ESPYs. Oh! <laughs> I was covering that event too. Yeah. Along with you. I didn't realize you were wearing your draft day suit. Wow. It's funny when I see the draft nowadays. Yeah. Nowadays, these guys have budgets. They have watches. I had cubic zirconians in my ear. I had two suits. I was going to either wear that one or the lime green one. I'm glad you wear that one. <laughs> It's an iconic suit. You know why I bought those two suits? What? I felt like I was either going to the Clippers or the Celtics. Nah, we should have taken you. It would have been fun to root for you. you I work, wonder if we would have been friends. You work out You work off a multiple team, you get a sense of where a team might lean, and those two teams gave me the strongest feelings. So I Hold felt on. like I was going to one of those teams. Oh, oh. 
getting his pot for potluck, Jalen. This potluck is for Aaron Gordon. Uh-oh. Young fella. They're already thinking about making a draft for those that are 20 years old and older. Don't ruin it for everybody. Don't mess it up for everybody, okay? We know that you just got drafted. You're in Florida. Take we know that you have your own apartment. Yes, indeed. You don't have to let people know who live with you, okay? That's a good one. For all they know, you could be your homeboy. It could be your brother, a neighbor, a friend from back in the day. You don't have to put that kind of information out there. He's young. Just give him a little advice. Anything else? Keep playing hard. Work on that jump shot. I think he's going to be a big winner just because he ended up with a rookie point guard. And I actually talked to him about this. I saw him somewhere, like the Aspies or something. And I was like, man, you realize like you hit the lottery with Peyton. Like, that guy was putting the earth to throw you alley-oops. There's been a lot of athletic guys in the league. But the guys who get to actually play with somebody who accentuates their athleticism doesn't happen all the time. I think that matchup's going to be great. I oh. think those guys are going to own YouTube this year. Is it going to be a Peyton to Gordon like Peyton to Kemp? A little bit. Sequel. Reincarnated. Oh, no. But we haven't seen these two in a while. It's bad news, Bill and Jalen. I got some good news. And some bad news. Give me the good news. The good news is that the operation was a success. What's the bad news? The patient died. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So, I have some bad news for Orlando fans. Oh, no. Because I really like this team. I think it's a really fun roster. They're going to lose Dwight Howard. No, they already lost Dwight Howard. They're going to lose Shaquille O'Neal. No, he's gone too. Their coach isn't very good. Jacques Vaughn. I think he got a free pass the last couple years because they had a really young roster. But I watched them because I enjoyed them playing the way that some of their talent, I like Oladipo. And there was no rhyme or reason to anything that team was doing. And it reminded me of Utah with Ty Corbin who got fired last year. And I think Jacques Vaughn is in a lot of trouble with this team because now he's got pieces. And I don't think he's a good coach. Well, I was just in there with the other nurses and we were talking about Jock Bond's job security. And everybody knows that. So it's just a matter of time. We got to inform the family. My question is, do you keep him around so you stay for one more year? Or do you keep letting your guys develop bad habits and learn how to lose versus if you brought somebody who could actually make things work? What I would do is actually go get somebody that's had success, like a Jeff Van Gundy, like a Mark Jackson. Oh, that's interesting. Mark Jackson will be really good. Yes, to actually come and give them some direction. I think they need the direction. Yeah. Because I have some good news, too. But if I brought some good news, Alfred Payton's going to win the Rookie of the Year. We really like Alfred Payton. I love Alfred Payton. I think he's going to win the Rookie of the Year. Really good defender. Great defender. Going to be a blur. Gary Payton type kind of presence, great passer. I think he wins. I think he's my favorite. But this is the toughest part of the job because we still got to talk to the Vaughn family. I think it's going to start getting leaked out in December, January. That the management isn't very happy with oh, the coach. Oh no, that's the holiday. I just hate this job. I know. Well, they might holiday. wait till after Christmas. But the good news is Alfred Payton's going to be throwing alley-oops and he's going to be a leader. 
and he's going to win the rookie of the year, I think. You have Jabbar and I have Alfred Payne. Okay. We'll see how that goes. We will. Now it's time for predictions for the Orlando Magic season. I predict that they're going to be a really fun league pass team. I think that's their destiny this year. They'll win somewhere between 24 and 31 games, but they'll be really fun on league pass. I'm excited for their future. Alfred Me Payton, too. Aaron Gordon, two young players going to get up and down the floor, create some excitement. Oladipo is going to continue to develop. They can rebound. Vucevic and Harris are going to put up big box score numbers with points and rebounds. I like what they're doing with their young roster. Orlando in a couple of years is a team to watch. And if I'm a coach that's thinking about getting back in the league and I'm doing the rosters and I'm like, I'm going to check the teams, that would be a fun to coach. Big fat check in Orlando. Absolutely. Orlando. I can live on Tiger Woods Street. Yes. I can live on Car Accident Lane. <laughs> Orlando is a team that you should be watching in the next year or so, really putting their resources into getting a quality coach. Yes. Unless Jacques Vaughn steps it up. Nah. Not going to be able to do it. They're going to get to the half no step. Half stepping. Orlando's going to be in half step mode with Big Daddy Kane. We'll be back with number 24. Might get a little chilly for number 24. Stay tuned. Damn, that rap was great. The creator, conductor of poetry, etc., etc. It ain't easy being me. We are down into the top 24. We made it. Oh, wait, that doesn't mean anything yet. Uh, Minnesota was in the news way more than a lousy team should have been. They, the Kevin Love sweepstakes were going, and they were going, and they were going. They finally traded him. We're going to talk about what they got. Uh, unfortunately, yet another rebuilding season for Minnesota. I think we can already say this one bit the dust. In fact, let's play a video. Oh, it's the 2014-15 season. Freddie Mercury, sing it. Just so you know, that used to be the Detroit Lions theme record. We used to play that after every win in the Silver Dome. Big so you shout. didn't play it that often? We had eight times a year. <laughs> <laughs> we had our ten win seasons. Those pants remind me of uh, Kevin McHale's pants in the 1984 finals. They're just <laughs> as tight. Uh, Minnesota and Detroit Lions, very similar. Detroit Lions, pretty much hopeless year after year after year. You never really win anything. And Minnesota... Ever since they went in the league, same thing. Oh, that was a shot to my Lions. And well, it but was, it's it true, hurt. though. I, know, I didn't I mean know, it to I hurt know, your feelings. It's like, wow. The Lions never made a Super Bowl. You've never played in the Super Bowl. You've played in, what, two NFC Championship games? And Minnesota has been in existence since 1989, has never made the finals, has made one conference finals. That was a KG. They have this one awesome season where San KG Pacel. won the MVP. and Sprewell. They lost the Lakers. But other than that, not a lot of good times. They wasted... KG's career, basically, with who they put around him. Stefan Marbury kind of killed him that one year. But let's see what they did last summer. Kevin Love was the big trade. They traded him for Andrew Wiggins and Anthony Bennett. They also got a pick in there that they flipped for Thad Young for reasons that really remain unclear. (laughs) I don't know why you'd rather have Thad Young than a first-round pick from Miami if you're Minnesota. Are you trying to win the title? What's the point of that trade? When you lose a guy like Kevin Love, who I think is a top seven player overall in the league. I think he's in the top ten. I agree. You don't know what you're getting. You hope Wiggins becomes that knockout prospect, but you know he's still got to work on his ball handling, still have to work on his shooting and his consistency and his strength. Bennett, he was a bust his first year. You know Thad Young's a veteran. At least he's going to play hard along with Mo Williams. And you hope Zach Levine and Glenn Robinson can give you quality minutes. The key to their team has been Ricky Rubio. Let's look at the roster. All players have strengths and weaknesses, and I never felt like Ricky Rubio would be able to live up to the hype. Mm. 
and he and Kevin Martin almost have the same physical build. Yep. So when they go against teams on a nightly basis, I just think they get uh, overpowered defensively in particular. So here's that. Look at this team. Too many wing guys. People blocking other people who I'd rather see playing. I like Dang at the end of last season. He played so well in that two weeks that I voted him for second team All NBA. The last two weeks of his season was better than just about anything I saw from any other rookie. I think he has a chance to be a legit starting center. And I don't really know what they do with Pekovic, who makes $12 million a year. Doesn't totally make sense on this team. Once again, they're going to have trouble protecting the rim. As you said, their backcourt just dicey. I actually like Rubio as a defender, but you can't have him and Kevin Martin. And then you look at their bench, and it's just wing guy after perimeter guy after wing guy after perimeter guy, except for Dang. This team feels like it's three trades away from even knowing what it is, right? It's unfortunate that the league is going this way, but I, I have a harsh reality of where the league is going. The teams that can attract free agent talent are going to continue to have the edge with the money than teams that have to draft well and have to trade well. But it's not even drafting well. It's like you when you draft, you almost have to draft these super high upside guys and you're drafting them knowing there's, like they know there's a 20% chance Zach Correct. Levine's going to be awesome and an 80% chance he's going to bounce around the league. And they're like, you know what? This is our best chance to land that 20%. When you're Minnesota, Sacramento, uh, Sacramento, those are the... Oklahoma City, I think, is going to be in the that Bucks. spot when Durant leaves. But the Bucks, you have to. It becomes a crapshoot. Do we think Wiggins? If you had to say, I'm going to give you five choices. Much better than we expected. Rookie year, he better than be. we expected. About what we expected. Below what we expected. Or oh my God, this guy has so much work to do. What would you pick? I think it's going to be below what we expected. You know, who agrees with you, Prince. Past initiation. What initiation? Well, for starters, you have to purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. What? You have to purify yourself in Lake Minnetonka. Oh, it had to cut out before she purified herself. But there's a lot of guys in Minnesota have to purify themselves in Lake Minnetonka. And out of all the guys they acquired, I don't think any of them is a sure thing. I don't even think Wiggins is a sure thing. Apollonia was... I mean, you would have said she was a sure thing in 1984. I saw the hop in your step when that clip came <laughs> on. You're like, oh, are they going to show the whole thing? <laughs> but here's the thing. If Cleveland had taken Jabari, number one, and Minnesota got Jabari, I'd be safe. so much more excited if I'm Minnesota. I'm like, I know what that guy is. Correct. I know what I just got. I'm safe, like an umpire. I don't know about Wiggins. I'm not saying he's not going to make it. I just, I don't know. I don't think he's a sure thing. I think he's going to be a really good defensive player. The hardest thing it is to do in the NBA is to consistently carry the hype of others. Yep. And you've seen people exceed the hype. LeBron James, that's what makes him an anomaly. Puts up numbers, and he goes on to win four MVPs. Sometimes if a guy doesn't initially live up to the hype, it almost puts a dim on his ceiling. And I hope that doesn't happen for Wiggins because I agree with you. I think he's going to have a long career. I think he's going to have some good moments. But he was projected to be like an all-time, all-decade caliber player. And Which I wasn't don't think, his fault. Correct. It was people like you because you was one of the people. I, as soon as I watched him, I wasn't. <laughs> oh, you, that's, that's what I mean by the hype. I went to one game. I was like, this guy's not competitive enough. That's what I mean by the he's hype. He's kind of just kind of drifting up and down the court. It's, this guy's the next Jordan? Maple Jordan. 
That was his nickname. Yeah, but that was a mistake. I think the hype was bad for Mayo, and I hope it wasn't bad for Andrew Wiggins. But, you know, maybe his destiny is T-Mac. But there's one more thing. Yeah. It's hard to be any of that if you guys aren't winning. Is this a good thing or a bad thing that he's on Minnesota? Because I actually think it would have been so much better for him to be on Cleveland. Oh, man. If I get to play with LeBron James, he's Jordan, I'm Pippen, let's do this for 10 years. This guy got drafted in the perfect spot if I could play with LeBron. Mm. Such a bummer. Now he's like he's going to be in a position on a team that has just a ton of perimeter guys. Who's going to make him better on that team? It would have to be Rubio. And they're a perfect example of why... Do you want your pot before you do this? Sure, I okay. will. You're right. All right, sorry. Pot like Jalen. And just so you know, my cousin Jackie, a musician, she used to work for Prince. I actually been around and spent a lot of time with him. With um, Prince? Yes. Can that be pot like Jalen? <laughs> okay. Pot like Jalen wants to talk about financing the NBA. Okay. You look at a roster like the Minnesota Timberwolves. They have no vets. Who's going to teach those guys how to work hard in practice? What to say to the media? What not to say? How to deal with adversity? How to get through tough times? How to continue to be a professional when you're not playing? You don't have a lot of faith in Ron and Terry F, huh? The team chemist. No, because the chemist or the person that has to be leading the way actually has to be playing. Or we saw you put into work. Right. Whether it was in college, whether it was in the league, like the young players, like, he put in some work. A couple of the greatest compliments somebody can ever pay an athlete. Everybody wants to be a Hall of Famer. Everybody wants to be a perennial all-star. But if you can't be either one of those, you're going to be a veteran. Right. And Orlando's in the same spot. We did Orlando in our previous preview. Same thing. A lot of young guys. Looks awesome on paper. I remember the Celtics were in this spot in the late 90s when I was going to a bunch of games. I was living in Boston. We had Pierce and Ron Mercer and we had Antoine and we had all these young guys. But we didn't have what you just said. We needed like the, you know, the P.J. Brown type, the Sam Cassell type, the, these guys that can come in, like, take you under the ropes. You played with a bunch of those guys in Indiana. I did. And, and that changed your career probably. It, it changed my life. Yeah. Forget basketball. It, it changes your life when you're around Mark Jackson, Chris Mullen, Reggie Miller. These dudes are professionals. Derek McKee, they show you how to work. Now, I kick it with Dale Davis. Where we going, big fella? Right. What's going on, Trav? But me and Trav was the young fellas on the team. And so why is strictly finance? It's cheaper to have a, a young player than it is to have a veteran player. So teams opt to save that money when they should be opting to save their locker room, save their roster, teach these guys what it's like to be a pro, and that creates success. How many times have you personally done this? Before you even tasted the food, you put seasoning on it. I do that a lot. That's I your, dip my sushi in soy sauce every time without tasting it. That's the veteran. That's what they bring. Seasoning. I like that. All right. What's Zach Lowe's sneaky big question? Get low. What does Flip Saunders do once the Timberwolves are 12 and 25 and the fun wears off? This is a great question because right now Flip Saunders is feeling good. But we made fun of that the trade when he traded the rights to Trey Burke and traded down for two shots. He got Dang out of that trade. Dang's pretty good. I don't know. I might rather want Dang than Burke right now. So I didn't mind that trade but, retroactively. But here's the domino. You don't get Burke. Now you're in a position to overpay Rubio. You could have had Burke on a rookie contract for three or four years. 
and True. play with all these wings. All I'm saying is it's a defensible trade now. And then the Kevin Love trade, where it looked like he was really making a mistake not trading Kevin Love and waiting it out, and it was going to be this big cancer, the LeBron trade falls out of his lap. Maybe Flip Saunders isn't a terrible, terrible, terrible GM and somebody who shouldn't have a job. But he is suddenly one of the most powerful people in the league, which is insane. Like, Doc Rivers earned that. Doc Rivers kept the Clippers together last year when that whole franchise could have self-combusted. And they gave him more power. They gave him a new contract. And they gave him a little piece of the team, too. How, how about this? It's only three guys to have that. Pop, Doc, and Flip. All go by one name. And then now the, the new part owner, coach GM of the Orlando Magic, starting in February, Jalen Rose. <laughs> Let's get it. No taxes. <laughs> no taxes in Orlando. <laughs> uh, Number I, one family destination. I don't know what Minnesota does if they're 12 and 25, but I know they will be involved in 38% of the trade rumors that happen from December to February because that team, Pekovic, I think, is a trade guy. Kevin Martin, um, I think Buttinger. Like, you go down the line, and we didn't even talk about Anthony Bennett yet. I would take a flyer on Anthony Bennett if I was another team. Do you like how they handled the Kevin Love trade and what they got in return? You think they should have waited longer and played out their hand a little more? I like what they got. But although people kept saying... Well, they got two number one overall picks. No, they got Anthony Bennett was clearly a bust last year. Well, but also if he was in this year's draft, he would have been like the 11th pick or the 15th pick. He wouldn't have been the number one pick. You remember what you said when Anthony Bennett got drafted? Reese, I need medical help. (laughs) (laughs) The look of shock on your face. Oh, my God. We need a little conspiracy bill. (laughs) Conspiracy bill was asleep one night in the beginning of July. And all of a sudden, Blackberry started going off, iPhone started going off, house phone. People are knocking on my door, just all hell broke loose. Everyone was coming to me. You know what's going on here with this LeBron thing? Here's what I think happened. I think he agreed to go to Cleveland on Sunday night. I think for the next five days, they tried to figure out all the parameters and what kind of team they wanted to build. At some point during that conversation, they decided they were going to get Kevin Love. They decided that Anthony Bennett and Andrew Wiggins were going to be in that trade. At the same time, he's doing that Sports Illustrated letter, writes the letter, intentionally does not put Anthony Bennett and Andrew Wiggins in the letter, which is something a lot of us, including myself, noticed that day. And mysteriously, they trade for Kevin Love, and the two guys not in the letter are the guys in the trade. Conspiracy bill. Done. I already sent it off to the authorities. It's done. That That trade was done before he announced he was signing. The conspiracy is accurate um, for the most part and obvious for those that pay attention to detail. You don't do a letter to Sports Illustrated and not mention the number one overall pick if you don't plan on playing with him when he has the upside that a lot of people projected Wiggins has. And he mentioned Deion Waiters in the letter, but not... The number one pick, Andrew Wiggins? So what LeBron has done that I appreciate as a former player is I've seen so many great players end up falling out of favor with their Hall of Fame team. Larry Bird, Isaiah Thomas, Michael Jordan. Cleveland is now home, literally. Yeah. And so they're pushing all of the right buttons. And I applaud that. I appreciate that. It's karma. Johnny Manziel falls to the Browns. They're doing his marketing. Yeah. And so all of these moves have f- fell in his favor. So you agree with my with conspiracy bill on this? Yes, I was I was one of the people, and we work at the same place at the same time. We both were 
all over that. I just want to say you look incredible right now. <laughs> I don't really have a costume. No, you totally do. No, I don't have a but I, I always forget that I have this. You're the, the bat. This, this is a, a costume. Sunglasses and I, you're indoors. I forget that this is a costume. You could easily you can easily be transported right now to 1100 rap videos from the early 1990s. It looks fantastic. Thank you, sir. Conspiracy Bill is out. The Triangle loves the Timberwolves, obviously, for a variety of reasons, many of which you would expect. But the Triangle loves when intra-squad dunk contests are more important than wins and losses. Have you seen this video? I have. Andrew Wiggins and our man Zach Levine Levine. Oh. But that's what youngsters do on every level after practice. Right. Oh, no, I'm, I support this 100%. I'm just surprised Wiggins took the challenge. He did that dunk so effortlessly that most people just looked at that clip and didn't think twice. Quick questions, and then we'll go to the 24-second clock. Would you trade Pekovic? No. You'd keep Pekovic. I would. Play him with Dang. He's a productive big fellow. I like his game. Would you pay Ricky Rubio $11 million a year? No. I'm out on Rubio. You're out. I'm in. I'm buying Rubio stock. Sell, sell me some. I'm out. All right. I just took your Rubio stock. Go. I'm out. Only 23. It's not that he's not going to be in the league a long time. He will be in the league a long time. And I love people that give up the basketball. He's, he got his head on the swivel a lot of times. He makes Chris on time on target passes. The problem with him is he's not a blur. He has quick hands, but he doesn't defend. You know, he's a better defender than that. I know. I'm just watching. He's not, he's not Jeremy Lin or anything. I, I, I'm just watching the game, and he's looking at jerseys go by. So I, that's, all I, that's all I'm going by. That's the problem? I, I've been a turnstile. I know yeah. what one looks like. Oh. Okay. To catch a turnstile, <laughs> you have to be a turnstile. <laughs> Correct. I know all of the game. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> So, he has to be the point of attack on defense yeah, plus the leader of the team because he has the basketball. And the two minutes to go in the game, in game six, is he ready to have the basketball? The finishing stats for him at the rim are really bad, and he's a historically awful shooter. Now, here's the defense for Rick Rubio. Terrible situation. The David Kahn era, he survived. He blew out an ACL. Kevin Love was miserable last year. And really miserable the year before, too. They've never had the right type of team where just where all the pieces fit, like a logical team of nine guys who put all the time and made sense. Can I tell you a little secret? Sure. Ricky Rubio and Michael Carter Williams are the same age. He's young. 60 million. Not going to be able to do it. We live in a world where Avery Bradley just signed for 32 million. I don't even know if he's a starter. But you know when it's two minutes to go in the game, what he does well, he can be in the game. When Whereas Ricky Rubio. <laughs> he can't shoot. The, the game Jason Kidd couldn't shoot. But he's not as tough as Jason Kidd. He can't get to the rack and finish like Jason Kidd. Could I take a four-year, $40 million flyer on her? Yes, you could take that flyer. Okay. So you let me go four years, yeah, 40? I would. But I, not five years, 60? No, sir. Um, <laughs> and Wiggins, best-case scenario, T-Mac? Best case scenario would be a T Mac. I hope Wiggins makes it. I, I, people always, we, especially because we're on TV and people are like, oh, you're killing me. Like, we want all these guys to be good. We don't care. I hope Rubio learns <laughs> how to shoot. Yeah, we don't care. I want to watch Ricky Rubio yeah. make threes and be awesome. I want to actually watch Ricky Rubio play basketball yeah, we like at all these 23 guys. and not be able to shoot or younger. And all of a sudden he's 28 and he's Jason Kidd. 
the third all-time leading shooter, made three-pointers in the league. Jason now, Kidd got traded twice and yeah. couldn't shoot for the first six years of his career. Yeah. When you play Jason Kidd's team, the scouting report was, leave him alone. End of the last five minutes, just whatever. Don't even guard him. The joke was Asen, no Asen. Jay. Right. That's and a good so, joke, by the way. <laughs> Jason Kidd was tough. He defended as well. He was always a great defensive player. And you know what else he was? Fast. 24-second prediction clock. Uh, unfortunately for them, they're in a, in, in a beast of a conference, and they're going to get their butts kicked. And 24 might have been too low. Great highlights for Wiggins and Levine. Lobs from Ricky Rubio, peck pounding down low, will not be in the playoffs. Should we have put them in the bottom three? Consideration. Who's going to be worse, the Lakers or the Timberwolves? The Timberwolves. I think the Lakers will be worse. That, another dinner. They're another dinner. All right. uh, let's finish this off. Sorry, Timberwolves fans. Another one bit the dust. You're headed for another lottery. You should just buy, instead of renting a hotel all the time at the lottery, you should just buy a condo there. Take me out of my home. It makes more sense for tax purposes. We'll see you then. Number 23, Sacramento, coming up. A heartwarming moment for the Bill and Jalen franchise. Boogie! You missed it. He did the podcast and you weren't here. Well, we about to check out the Sacramento Kings right now. He'll be back. We He'll do. be back. Should we do a victory lap? We can't because we're tied to cords that they sound. <laughs> but we were saying, ever since we've done this together, that we would roll the dice with Boogie Cousins and that you could build a team around him. Coach K relied on him in the World Cup. Boogie comes in, dominates, Are you holds ready? it together. Best big man in the tournament. Boogie! How about this? You would appreciate this. Yeah. I was in the arena yelling that. Biggie? Yes. At that time. I'm in Spain. I'm in the stands. I'm rooting for my home country. Mm. So I'm excited about the game. Right. And he did come in and have an impact. And boom, brings well, on the gold medal. I don't think this is an understatement. Boogie's performance in the FIBA World Cup was the best thing that happened to Kings fans other than keeping their arena in the past 11 years. So, obviously, that's their collective fan base mindset right now. Let's hear it. <laughs> I'm not sure this was the right clip. <laughs> I wanted Boogie Wonderland, but... I don't know if Grunge Acoustic Boogie Wonderland was. Is there another Boogie Wonderland? You say you're best, but you don't get you dance till it hurts. This is a wedding? Why does he keep looking over somebody? I feel like somebody else is on the stage. Ooh, he did a fake do 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 do. Yes. Oh, here she comes. Bad news, Jalen. Everyone in cool and the gang just killed themselves. Yeah, because they're clearly not the originators. Oh, wait. She's going to dance. That's it? What is going on? <laughs> Oh, 
She's making sure the drummer can see. That's the worst dancing I've ever seen in my life. Well, at least somebody's actually going to see it now. She's done! That was the whole dance! <laughs> well, we're going to keep working on finding the right Boogie Wonderland. We know what they did last summer. Do we know what they did last summer? Oh, that's right. They turned Isaiah Thomas into Darren Collison and Raymond Sessions. They drafted Nick Stauskas over Alfred Payton. I have a lot of problems with basically everything on this page. They do have a couple of big expirings. Let's show the roster and then we'll talk about it. So that's the starting lineup. You know what I liked more in that starting lineup? When Isaiah Thomas was in it. Because he scored 20 points a game last year. And now they have Darren Collison as a backup. I just don't know how you don't take Alfred Payton. You need a leader. You need a point guard. They need defense in the perimeter. If you know you're going to let Isaiah Thomas go, why not take Alfred Payton? Stauskas, I know you have Stauskas ties, Michigan. We both agree he's going to be a very good pro. But you take a possible all-star point guard over a shooter, I think. The fundamental issue is that you draft Ben McLemore in the lottery, and then you draft Nick Stauskas in the lottery. They they play play the the same same position. position. Hey, newsflash. And it happened to this team a couple of years ago. Yep. You had Jimmer, you had Isaiah Thomas, you had a, a cluster of guards. <laughs> I thought you were going to use another example because they did DeMarcus Cousins and then they drafted Thomas Robinson. Correct. Maybe this is a King's tradition. They're just like loading up. They, they load up on positions. Yeah, that always up, works. And what ends up happening is now you're paying Darren Collison. And Raymond Sessions. But you could have got Alfred Payton on a rookie deal. Yes. And... They lost a 20-point scorer who did commercials like this one. What kind of guy is Isaiah Thomas? He's quick, fiery, and determined. And I'm a pizza guy. That's why I'm loving the fresh from scratch pizza at Pizza Guy. Mm. Are you a pizza guy? I am. Then get the pizza guys. Who's getting to deliver the pizzas? Is Nick Stasis going to be able to do that? Keep getting them checks. That's a team sponsor. Yeah. So uh, do what you got to do, young fella. He ain't getting that LeBron endorsement money. Well, I can't believe they didn't take Alfred Payton. And amazingly, Grantland was behind the scenes in the King's War Room. And as it turns out, it looks like Vivek Ranadive, the King's owner, who I think eventually will be a good owner. He's just right now in that new owner, doesn't know what he's doing, thinks he knows more than everybody else stage, which he'll eventually fall out of. But we actually got a glimpse of what their thought process was. Let's watch that. I think on our team, we lack shooting. I think Stauskas, uh, I think he claims that he made 91 out of 100. (laughs) All right, so he's laying the groundwork. I like Stauskas. Stauskas or Peyton? Now he's in the war room. For me, Stauskas. Turn the clock. I say Stauskas. Of course you say Stauskas. You work for this guy. Everybody say Stauskas? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I own the team. You all say Stauskas? Stauskas, let's do it. They call it in. The Kings select Nick Stauskas. Great job. Great job. Throwback! <laughs> Molly! Can you get them checks? That, everybody claps. Him and his dad do the goggles. Why do they clap in the war room, by the way? All right, now they call Nick Stauskas. Now, this made me really nervous. If I'm a Kings fan, this makes me nervous. We just want to give you a California welcome. So we're going to say one, two, three, and we're all going to shout, Nick rocks, okay? (laughs) You ready? ready? Okay, one, two, three. Nick Nick rocks! rocks. (laughs) That's cheesy. Um, 
The the fundamental issue about that is that's it. Just that's cheesy. You've moved on. What would you have done if the, you got drafted by the Kings and you heard twenty five people on a speakerphone yell Jalen Rocks? Well, it, there's two different things. Because I would have been like, Hey, yeah. bad news. I'm going to Italy. And by the way, Nick Rocks reminds me of Kick Rocks, and that's what I felt about the decision. But um, I think Nick Stocks is going to be a player. I just think he's on the wrong team. Drafted I, by the wrong team. Yes, but. My two responses is, one, if I'm sitting in that room, hopefully it's because they value my opinion. So I would have probably had to be the Arnold Horshack guy in the room. Uh, For all uh, you youngsters, you uh, can uh, Google uh, uh, it. Uh, yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> can I please say something? You said we're not going to re-sign Isaiah Thomas, right? You're going to let him go? Hey, here's an idea. Let's draft a really good point guard who's going to be awesome. Or let's just draft a different position than we just took in the previous draft. And I know there are a lot of talk about them playing together. Physically, I don't see it happening. Because this is what you got to do when you play the three. You got to check LeBron. You got to check Carmelo. You got to check KD. And physically, they're not going to be able to do that. Can I ask a question? Maybe they were out on McLemore already and they just can't admit it. Well, then trade him. Let him go. Because that whole draft sucked. <laughs> so it's like, you think like Macklemore was the seventh pick or whatever? It's like, ah, oh, he's the seventh pick. It's like, well, maybe nobody in that draft was very good. And maybe it was a draft of all backups and role players and Giannis, and that was the draft. That might have been what happened. And it's okay to feel that way, but if you feel that way, then try to package him and move him. I agree. You and I both like Ben Macklemore. Yeah, we do. I would trade for him. When we're running we Orlando, we'll trade for him. Zach Lowe's sneaky big question is... Is any king other than Boogie, Boogie! Part of, <laughs> Is any king other than Boogie part of Sacramento's long-term future? Hold on, where's my phone? Um, oh yeah, uh, well, oh, oh yeah. Anybody on the roster, everybody's available. Yeah, good, everybody. Good, good to hear from. Even Stauskas. Everybody. Janitor Stauskas. Yes. <laughs> Waitress Stauskas. Okay, Stauskas. <laughs> By the way, I'm paying all of you. Stauskas. Stauskas. You're on my payroll. Don't embarrass me. Stauskas? Uh, uh, we got to talk. Stauskas? Can we talk in private? <laughs> Can we just walk in the hall and talk with him? Stauskas! <laughs> How about this? He went seventh. Yeah. The dude that went number one already has been traded. Everybody's mm-hmm. on the table. I agree. I think everyone is on the table. But I think they're strangely and beautifully committed to Boogie, and I love it. They have to be. He's a terrific young talent. That hasn't really, besides Rudy Gay, had to play with older players that can show him how to be competitive, show him how to be a teammate, but also help him learn how to win. Let's go to the triangle. The triangle loves them because now that DeMarcus Cousins is a World Cup winner, anything is possible, in the words of Kevin Garnett. Anything is possible! Anything. So it's that he won that? (laughs) Boogie and Taken? That's possible now? (laughs) Boogie settling the Middle East. It's in play. Might happen. Boogie on the stage with Beyonce <laughs> could happen now. Very possible. Oh, another one. More Boogie with Boogie Beyonce. Will there be Boogie? <laughs> it's all possible. Oh. Nah, Claire Boyne Bill wants to get involved. He has some thoughts. Claire Boyne Bill, if you remember last year, one of the few things he got correct was he said the Kings had a new owner and they would make a trade because new owners like to make a splash. What did they do? They traded for Rudy Gay. I think he still likes the splashing. 
Is that what that's considered? It's in the water. It's it looks like you're flying, not swimming. I'm flying and I'm splashing. <laughs> I'm splash flying. <laughs> he likes to splash. Pete, the GM, said this to Zach. They're targeting assets that they feel like are devalued only because of their contract. So they're like, oh, your contract? Well, whatever. We still think you're an asset. So that's why they're looking at Josh Smith. Darren Williams, $20 million a year for a couple more years. Or Rajon Rondo. But Rondo, they know, won't sign there. Darren Williams has to play there. He's still on the contract. They trade for them. He's under contract for next year the year after. Yep. He's got to sign there. and might even be the year after that. You sign him, you're like, hey, all right, now we have a team with Darren Williams, Rudy Gay, and Boogie Cousins on it. So could you trade Derek Williams' expiring, Jason Thompson's contract, Darren Collison when you're allowed to trade him? I would do and that turn deal. Him into Darren Williams. If I was the Kings, I would like that move. Would you do it if you were the Nets to dump his contract? No. What if he starts out with one of those weird Darren Williams seasons? He's better than the guys you just. I always think the team that won the trade is the team that got the best player. I know, it's true. <laughs> you always want to get the best player in the trade. <laughs> right. Right. Darren Williams is the best player. Like, you know who won the Cleveland Minnesota trade? The team that got Kevin Love. One of the two teams got Kevin Love. <laughs> That's who won the trade. Correct. I think Darren Williams for them. If I'm the Nets, I wouldn't do it. Would you do it if I gave you my number one pick? Yes. And I wasn't going anywhere? You give me that pick, we got a deal. Top five protected? Uh, Because you're the Kings. Top eight protected? Your history. Stauskas? Your your history. Stauskas? No. Stauskas. Stauskas! Uh. Thank you. Potluck Jalen. What do you got for us? My potluck is all of the hard work that Kevin Johnson and his team did to actually keep the team in Sacramento. Yes. And because they have an owner that is now willing to spin and wants to make a splash, I appreciate the fact that he feels like he owes it not only to himself, but to the community to, regardless of money, try to put a quality team on the floor. And we were teasing Vivek during this, but I actually think if you're a team like a city like Sacramento and you almost lost your franchise, you had the Maloof, the bumbling Maloofs for years and years, it's nice to have an owner who's actually willing to try stuff and who wants to spend money and wants to bring in guys and doesn't care about contracts. Like, ultimately, it's a win. I think he's going to be good in a couple of years. And for whatever it's worth, I know it's a lot of injury and a lot of changeover, but for whatever it's worth, there were two sets of teammates on Team USA. Golden State had two and Sacramento had two. Yeah. The World Cup was a transformative experience for Boogie. And even when I did the podcast with him in mid-July, I was surprised by how good shape he was in. Like, he's not skinny, but he's, like, he's cut. You can tell with certain guys. Like, there's no dough at all. He's yeah, I've just, been in the gym. I've seen him working out. Yeah, he's the guy making works threes hard. now. He's going to mature, and he's going to be an asset. And we can say we were there first. We got one more potluck. Oh, you got one more potluck. This is the most important Sacramento Apollo. Okay. In a tough Western conference, your top teams don't necessarily have productive centers. DeMarcus Cousins will be an all-star this year. We agree. 24-second prediction clock. Neither of us think Sacramento is a playoff team this year. Although, if they made some crazy trade for Rondo, it's not inconceivable. I don't like them not having Thomas. I don't like them not having Payton. Boogie will be an all-star. 
Rudy Gay's going to be a productive player. Nick Stoss is going to create some excitement. Sounds like 34 wins. Could they trade for Rondo? They are going to try to make a splash for an all-star player. Whoever they trade for is going to be somebody that's been an all-star more than once. You know how you know stuff? Seems like the Boogie Isaiah Thomas thing might have been a thing. Not sure they liked each other. I feel like when the Suns and Kings play this year, by the second quarter, the refs will have already intervened like three times with them. That's awesome. That's my guess. That's why I love this game. Because, like, if you traded my point guard who scored 20 points a game and I was totally cool with it, and we got the guy who backed up Chris Paul, and I'm like, this is great. We're much better off. (laughs) That would be a weird reaction if you liked the point guard, right? Good point. Good point, right? Yes. Like, if you got traded to NBC Sports Network and we replaced you with Steven Jackson, and people are like, oh, you're going to miss Jalen? Like, no, Steven Jackson's fine. <laughs> and that was my reaction. People would be like, what the hell happened to Bill and Jalen? But with Isaiah Thomas and Boogie Cousins, good point. it was like, oh, yeah, he just went to Phoenix. Oh, good news. We found the Boogie Wonderland clip. This is a special one because it's from the Linda Blair classic, Roller Boogie, which is an actual movie about roller skating. There are a handful of things in life that I wish I had the courage to learn how to do because I wish I could do them. Speak Spanish, roller skate, or rollerblade. So if I ever see you rollerblading in Spain in like three years, I I can say I can remember this moment. I've talked about it. Now I just got to get to it. You went to Spain for six days. Now you want to learn how to rollerblade in Spain. (laughs) People were very happy in the 70s because nobody knew drugs were bad for you yet. And that explains just about all of these clips. The Sacramento Kings, 23rd in the Bill and Jalen preview coming up. 22. Wonderland. Who would that be? Stay tuned. Beloved Pistons, coming in at 22, which is either way too high or way too low. And I guess we'll find out in three months. This season will be better than last year. Yeah. And the year before. Yeah. We have a top-flight coach now. A lot of teams can't say that. Stan Van Gundy, look at his win percentage. Look at the Orlando team he took to the finals. Only one of those guys still in the league. They did leave two PED stories behind them. And, and we'll count Hito Turkey Luke, he's getting them charged. His leadership and his presence, not only in the front office, but on the bench, is going to fix all of the other issues that the team has had in the past. Like, those issues, as a Pistons fan, thank you, Stan. Now. Is that how you felt when he signed Jody Meeks to a three-year $19 million contract? I was fine with that. The fan base mind state, let me speak to it. I'm a part of that fan base. Yes, you are. Welcome to Detroit. Hot. We Trick, trick, big shot. Last year we played Detroit Rock City. And in the preview, you mentioned that Welcome to Detroit was your favorite 
the trade song. It is. That's my anthem right there. We dug it up. Thank you. Let's see what the Pistons did last summer. Jody Meeks, aforementioned. Tough juice. DJ Augustine was sneaky. He was good last year. Now, was he good because he was on Tibbs and the Bulls, or is he actually good? He could play. He, I, don't I thought think, he was good last year. He, he's not second tier. I don't think he's as good as uh, Ty Lawson. Would you rather have him or Darren Collison? I wouldn't want Darren Collison. That's my point. <laughs> DJ Augustine's <laughs> oh. good. Like, Sacramento made Darren. They got rid of Isaiah Thomas to start Darren Collison, and I like DJ Augustine. You know how everybody has things about a player or attributes that they like or don't like? Yeah. I don't like Derek Costa because he's too little. So it's nothing. I'm glad necessary. you said that instead of something else. I was worried there. And there's anything about his game. If you're going to be his size, you got to be able to finish at the cup. You and I really like Spencer Dinwiddie as a possible second round sleeper. Roll the dice. You said what they shooting at. We know those his, teams that got to do that. Blew out his knee. Would have been a top 15 pick probably. Blew out his knee in college. And we'll see how that goes. Look at this roster. It's pretty interesting. Uh, oh, oh, well, yeah. Josh Smith and Brandon Jennings are still in the starting lineup. The, the, Hold on. I'm going to put out so, a 40 for your season. So, so here, here, here's the uh, fundamental uh, issue. Uh, okay. The fundamental issue is this. Josh Smith and Brandon Jennings are starting? Josh Smith played as a four in Atlanta. Yes. Now in Detroit, he was being asked to play as a three. Yes. Anybody that knows the difference in basketball, that's... The difference in him catching the ball 12 or 15 feet away from the basket consistently or catching the ball 19 or 22 feet away from the basket. It's like playing a running back at fullback. Yes. And so that dynamic has to be ironed out. But what I will say, Andre Drummond was on the FIBA team. He's he young. He's really good. I think Detroit has to just iron out what they're going to do at the forward spot. This is a trade in addition by subtraction trade team. Rondo. How many movies do you think Kyle Singler and Aaron Gray will see together this season? <laughs> a Every, few. Twice a week, you think, for yeah. those two? Good chemist, by the way, Aaron Gray. KCP has improved. I know y'all just see those three letters. KCP is a tough defender. He, he's improved. He might be in a star lineup. I'm still confused by your Detroit team. The pieces don't fit yet. But the people that's putting them together just got there. You know what? I was That's really- why we fired our GM. I mean, normally when you fire your GM, it's because the pieces don't fit. We fired our GM. <laughs> I haven't been looking at that. I haven't been that confused by anything on the internet since I saw this. That's common and Stevie Wonder. That's great company right there. I wish I could be hanging with guys like that. Stevie Wonder, a legend. Oh. <laughs> it's the new big three: Stevie Wonder, Common, and Jalen. What the hell is going on here? How you find this? I, I, when I say I prepare for the preview, I prepare for the preview. All right, just explain to us what happened in like 15 seconds. Oh, it's the pots. Oh, yeah, we got Oh, my God, it's so big. Uh, okay. All right. We're going to stir the pot for my Detroit Pistons. So what, can you tell us what happened on the Stevie Wonder Common Night? So I was actually hosting an invited Common. Okay. And invited Stevie Wonder when I heard that he was in the vicinity. So All you and Stevie Wonder have that kind of relationship. We got our Detroit ties. Wow. Don't underestimate the power of the Motor City. What's it like to be around Stevie Wonder? A legend. So many records. Do you feel like nervous the whole time? Like he's I, almost too famous. I've interviewed him before. How'd it go? It went awesome. I felt that way when I saw Thelma from Good Times and met her over the summer. It was the same thing. Uh, I was Thelma nervous. I By the way, 
I lost Thelma's contact info. If she's watching this for some reason, <laughs> we still want you for a podcast. Me we and Jalen. Yes. Menage a pod. Sacklow's sneaky big question I, I, is. I was sick for the boogie one. I'll get well for <laughs> Thelma. Zaglow <laughs> uh, asks, can the Pistons butt their way into the playoff race if SVG figures out the front court rotation? Well, Zach Lowe just... Uh, well, that's why he's, yeah. he's really good at his job. Well, but I don't... My question is, I guess I'll spin that one for Zach Lowe. Is there a way to figure out that rotation without making a trade? This is what you have to do. Josh Smith has to come off the bench. And, and he has to buy into that. Mm, good luck. That, that's what has to happen until you're able to move him. Or got to play windshield wiper basketball. Greg Monroe. Are we sure he's good? He's good offensively, 12 feet and in. Can finish around the hoop. Young power forwards are hard to find that can get a double-double. So if you look at the second-tier guys on a lot of these teams that we're talking about, Tobias Harris, Jason Thompson, he's just as good, if not better, than those guys. But Jason Thompson makes $6 million a year, and Greg Monroe wants like $14 million a year. It's his second deal. But how much are we going to Is he ever going to make an all-star team? Yes. That's been so watered down nowadays, Bill. You'd be a productive player on a winning team and make the All-Star team now. Why does the triangle love them? The cutaway shots to Stan Van Gundy wigging out at Jennings and Smith will win Best Picture at the 2015 Oscars. Uh-oh. There's already a poster for it. It's called Apocalypse Now. It's a remake. It's a remake with Stan Van. Brando's still going to play so Stan Van Gundy. I'm he's our coach. Claire Vinepill agrees with you. Brandon Jennings is going to have a good season. I think he had a lot of weird stuff happen to him last year. Weird team, weird situation, broke his jaw. To start the year. Wasn't ever really happy. The fans turned on him, the whole thing. And he got lumped in with Josh Smith, uh, these two guys, whatever. I think he's going to have a big comeback year. And if he plays well enough, it opens the door for them for a Rondo trade. And also, one of the things that he showed me early in his career, and sometimes having success from a public perception thing is bad. When he had 55 points in a game, that was almost a gift and a curse. That's a terrible thing for him. Especially for a, a point guard of his stature. What he did in Milwaukee, he actually led them to the playoffs. I don't right. remember who the other four starters were. Andrew Bogut. And I'm done. <laughs> Correct. So if he can turn the form of that player to go with Drummond, that's why I'm optimistic about my Pistons. If he could give you 18 and 8. He could do that. And make 42% of his shots and do Brandon Jennings things. And, they, and Stan figures out the front court thing. Stan's worked with weird guys before he worked with Ray for Austin. Stan got a Ray for Austin team to the finals. And also Stan helped turn Jameer Nelson into an all-star. You played with Ray for Austin. I did. That's what lets me know that Stan's a great coach. Would you ever call Ray for Austin sane? Would sane be a word to use for him? Uh, no. Would you call him level-headed? He was emotional. Would you call him reliable? He was emotionally charged because he still had a chip on his shoulder right. from I'm going to be the first person that was a streetball legend to, right. to be a success story in my era. Then he got that big contract in Toronto, and I just think the pressure of that was too much. I think Brandon Sounds Jennings, like Brandon Jennings to me. is going to be more equipped to handle it this mm. year.
All right. We both like Brandon Jennings. An improbable turn of events here in the preview. It's really hard to be saddled with contracts that you can't trade. And it's just hard because there's only like a four-year minimum for contracts. The cap's going up. Not a lot of teams are in bad contract shape. Pistons are one of them. It's, it's just hard for them to make moves. It, it, it's time to bring back our friend Nick Cage. I mean, you know, to make the job easier. <laughs> Elva. You're the lowest on the totem pole here, Alba. What an actor. The lowest. Do you realize that? Every other secretary who's been here has been here longer than you, Alva. <laughs> Every one. And even if there was someone here who was Why here just one day longer than you, I still wouldn't ask that person to partake in such a miserable job as long as you were around. <laughs> That's right, Alva. It's a horrible, horrible job. Sifting through old contract after old contract. Like standing <laughs> I couldn't think of a more horrible job if I wanted to. And you have to do it. You have to. Or I'll fire you. Do you understand? Do you? It's a horrible job sifting through those old contracts, Jalen. And, and basically what you're describing is probably the, how the meeting went when Stan was being interviewed for the job. And he was like, here's the roster and here are the salaries. And he's like... <laughs> like drum is the, like drum is the lowest paid starter. Oh, uh, <laughs> all right, twenty four second prediction clock. What do we got? Pistons fighting for a playoff spot. I'll go on the record and say Detroit's in the playoffs. Is that a homer pick, or you actually? It's a fact. That? I didn't pick them to go to the playoffs last year. You can pull it back up. Why did you make me put them 22nd if you thought they were going to make the playoffs? I have nothing to do with these rankings. I emailed them to you. I know you, you did. say that. But you did. Yeah, I know you read your email. But, You've but been it's reading not, them the whole day. It's not my job to have you change what you consider the lower 10. But the, I was like, hey, how do these look? I said they look good. You're like, fine. <laughs> fine. Everything's fine. Uh, all right. That's it for the Pistons. <laughs> Playing us out, <laughs> my friend Dickie Baird and the Mighty Mighty Boston. Check this out. Kid Rock wasn't available? Hey, this is a Boston group. Be careful. Tread carefully. <laughs> I thought this would unite us, a Boston band singing a Detroit song. You know what would unite us? If y'all gave us Rondo. <laughs> so this is what you do? Detroit Pistons. We will see. Our first, like, legitimate stunner, I feel like. A team that was a top five team last year, a title contender. Naptown! We spent a few days there for the Eastern Conference Finals. One of our favorite places. I don't think you're going to make the playoffs this year, Indiana. You've proved me wrong before, though. But, man, the Paul George thing, all-time devastating. Star players dictate the other 14 guys in uniform. Paul George, I said it multiple times last year, had become a top 10 talent to me, the way he competed totally on both ends of the floor. He was really on his way to being not only an all-NBA player, but he was discussions in the discussions early of MVP. Yeah. So to lose that player, you're going to struggle, and it's going to be a tough season until he gets back. Well, there's so many... Bummer things about it. One was just the way he got hurt was so traumatizing, so freaky. It really could happen. Almost anybody athletic who played basketball and that support was 
three inches closer, but not close enough that it should have really made that big of a difference. That's one of the things I appreciate about Adam Silver is when he sees change, he makes change. And so the stanchion is closer. The cameramen on the baseline are too plentiful, are too close. Yes. They should move back. They're covering athletes that are bigger, stronger, faster, and more athletic than ever. The game has changed. Open up the floor. I'm glad they moved it back, especially after the Paul George injury. And that was something where we were saying for a couple years, something bad's going to happen with those photographers. Ironically, it wasn't a photographer. It was just the basket support. But the way those guys move, and you just only takes one thing. So uh, it's a bummer. I, I like that Pacers team, and it looks like that window is closed now. And other than the Portland Trailblazers, no team relied on its starting five more than the Indiana Pacers. So that cohesion that they had was paramount to their success. And the last two years they lost in the playoffs was to the Miami Heat. Right. And so, the best player in the last 20 years. Correct. So they, they were knocking on the door. Now you try to pick up the pieces with Hibbert and West making 15 and 12 respectively and George Hill making $8 million. It's going to be a tough go for the Pacers this year. Well, what do you think we should do? Because this could go one of two ways. We could use the same gimmicks and props we use for the other teams. Or out of respect, we could just have a conversation about the Pacers and not do anything. Paul George is in good spirits. That's my little brother. He will want the show to go on. And as a matter of fact, during his recovery, I'm going to get him on the show. Oh. So we can follow his progress and see how he's doing. I hate when guys get hurt. Like, I... like. Name one fun thing about the Derrick Rose injury the last two years. Like, literally, there, nothing fun came out of that. I want to see these guys play. Paul George, you have a shelf life when you're a player. He's got a five-year prime. Just lost one of it, and it's a bummer. And sports shouldn't mean that much, but, man, it's tough sometimes. Like, when you really care about a team and you're just looking at that big picture, and you're like, oh, my God. And also, the other all-star was Roy Hibbert. And his second half of the NBA season was the worst of any all-star in the history of NBA basketball. Right. Like, as a seven-foot basketball Off player, he's the second tallest player in the league. There were games where he had zero. Like, I saw a funny meme of him online with the Wilt Chamberlain picture, but it had all zeros right. instead of 100. That's how bad things had gotten for him. Another one I saw, two trash cans. One said, hey, Roy, on top of it. Oof. Dealing with that, I expect him to come back and at least play a lot better than he played last year. Does that mean playoffs? No. But just professional pride, we talked about this with O.J. Mayo. There's something to be said when you go pick up your check. And I think he's going to take what happened last year personal. And, again, there, there's nothing, uh, no playoff prediction here, but I expect him to play better this year. Let's see what the Pacers did last summer. Oof. Level 55. Corner three. <laughs> I forgot about that. They, they actually didn't, they didn't have a draft pick, so we put your fake son on the team and spill it out. That's about as dramatic as an acquired loss scenario as we've seen. Paul George and Lance Stevenson were the only two creators they had offensively. And when Paul George wasn't in the game, Lance ran the offense. And I just don't see how they replaced that. C.J. Miles, I thought that contract was weird. I don't mind Stucky for them, but let's look at how the roster lays out. So, yeah. It's a serviceable NBA team. they got to show up to go to work every game. That's what that roster is about. They're going to have to just play ground and pound 83-80 type games. I feel like 
And they have a good infrastructure. Vogel's been there a while. They know how to play defense. They know how to coach defense. They just lost their best two perimeter players on defense, though. That's the other thing. Lance Stevenson led the entire NBA in triple doubles last year. And was guarding other teams' best players and best two guards. And I wouldn't say he was like Dennis Johnson in his prime, but he was an above-average defensive player. I mean, you go to C.J. Miles and Rodney Stuckey, two players that have basically been in and out of the lineup for their respective teams the prior year, to two guys that were rock solid on the perimeter in Lance Stevenson and obviously an all-NBA player in Paul George. It's going to be a long year in Naptown. That's a bad bench, too. You got to do something to cheer up the Pacers fans. So, Jean-Claude Van Damme dancing. (laughs) I don't know how anyone can't laugh at this. (laughs) I want to know what chain of events led the director to say that this entire scene was a good idea. Ooh. Maybe they should just play this on... The jumbotron when they feel the energy going out. They like I feel like Van Damme dancing can solve a lot of issues in life. <laughs> Zach Lowe's stinky big question is: Well, is this a stealth opportunity for the Pacers Hello. to tank and do an instant rebuild? And there's a history for this. The NBA has happened a bunch of times. Most famously, ninety six, ninety seven, San Antonio. David Robinson goes down. They become one of the worst six teams in the league. They luck out. They get Duncan. Total reboot. Bring David Robinson back. Two years later, they win the finals. Could you say that the Pacers, this is their only chance to potentially get a blue chipper again. They're locked in with contracts. Hibbert's got this year and next year. Paul George just got a max. George Hill makes $8 million a year. He can't trade him. David West is around double figures. It's going to be hard to reboot this and get anyone anyway. So why wouldn't they just throw the season away? This is an opportunity for them to rebuild. Okay, so rebuilding is going to be tough when you have David West, who's one of the most competitive dudes on the planet. At the same time, that's a great trade chip. Because if you're a contender, we talked about this on Countdown last year a bunch of times, not a lot of those great veterans, those guys that, you know, just man, a man's man, just somebody that's going to lay down the law in the locker room and all that stuff. Got to get numbers and fight the opponent and a teammate if you have to. That's a guy who has real value, I think. And, you know, if you're thinking we're not going to be good till next year anyway, he's going to be a year older. He's at the tail end of his prime. That might be a piece. Hibbert also, I think, has trade value. Would you trade him? If you were another team, would you trade him? Like if you're, I don't know, the Knicks. Would you trade Bargnani's expiring contract and a future pick for him and roll the dice with Roy Hibbert in the triangle? Or Amari's contract. Or Amari's contract. Get him and somebody else back. I think there's moves to be made. If I'm Frank Vogel, though, I want to know I'm, I'm here next year if, if you're making those moves. Oh, we're getting the team. Okay, can I have an extension? Larry Legend, Simon, Johnny Walsh, they all know that this is a unique circumstance. Right. We all saw it play out right in front of us with Paul George's injury. So because of that, I do think they're going to be in a lottery mix to do some of the moves you just described as well. Are the Pacers fans emotionally ready for that, you think? They just almost made the title for three straight years. It got ripped away in one stupid play in the FIBA exhibition game. In 49 states, it's basketball. Yeah. This is Indiana. They're knowledgeable. They understand. So they'll get it. I like the knowledgeable card. What goes on. They, they, they get it. 
The triangle loves the Pacers still because the best fall TV drama is going to be Roy Hibbert, the only viable offensive option. This is a pretty interesting... Oh, so there's the Roy Hibbert. It's a Showtime show. I don't know why he has white hands. I think that's an interesting wrinkle by Showtime. That's their choice. The makeup artist says he needs white hands. Just got to do it. Can you revolve a whole offense around Roy Hibbert? No. I'll tell you one thing. It won't be fun to watch. You got to find a way to get to 80 because you're a professional basketball team. Mm. But he's not going to be the kind of player that's going to get you around 20. He's no Lopez from the Nets. Do you know how secretly Dwight Howard is the least fun player to watch in basketball? When you go to see him live in person, you remember that in the second quarter. You're like, oh, yeah, it sucks to watch Dwight Howard in person. <laughs> they just throw him the ball and he dribbles. And either he overpowers somebody or he gets fouled. Then he misses the free throws. And I was excited for this game, and now I'm not. The Roy Hibbert experience would be like three times worse than that. I feel like the mood is starting to downgrade again. I think we need more of Van Dan dancing. Van Damme. Yes. First of all, Obama should run this before every press conference. I feel like uh, every Grantland meeting should start with this. I think the Oscars could start this way. Well, they're fighting while doing the splits. Well, he's kind of drunk. The stumbling. But yet, even drunk dancing Van Damme is better than just about anybody. Uh, drunk Van Damme. Oh, this is tough. Oh! Now it's time to go for Potluck Jalen. A sad family edition of Potluck Jalen. Mm. Still got to serve a meal. The Paul George injury is just devastating. This is going to be the year for Pacer fans to be patient. This is going to be the year to possibly move some assets like a David West or a Roy Hibbert to try to put yourself in a position for your future around a young superstar that you hope to get back in Paul George. What would be your favorite team for David West to go to? Because I have a candidate. Oklahoma City. That would involve them spending money and doing something proactive. <laughs> I would line him and Serge Ibaka up to close games. I don't think they have anything to get for him. Would you do Steven Adams for him? Yes. That goes counter to everything OKC does. They never want to like Improving give up the future. Their roster? For... Have you watched the last couple of years? I their mean, big move this summer was Anthony Morrow. I mean, Steven. I didn't even know he was in the league. Steven Adams is a hustle player. Right. That may score some buckets. David West is a, a skilled player that's tough as nails. You put him next to Serge Ibaka and as hard as Russell Westbrook play, and you got the MVP KD, you going to San Antonio like, we feel like we're ready to do this. OKC's okay, so like that guy in blackjack who wins a bunch of hands but never ups their bet. They're like, what are you doing? You still have $10. You've just won 49 straight bets. Up it to 25. Double down. I can't. That's I have a system. No splitting. Yeah. <laughs> David West would be great for them. I also think he'd be a really interesting Charlotte person. This goes back to the Pacers rebuilding. Yes. You ready? What do Von Lee and Zeller have in common? They, they both went to play. Indiana. Oh, and they play the same position. I thought you were going to say it too. They both were draft picks the last two years, and they both... Went to college in Indiana. Mm. So maybe you could parlay a David West for the young Bonley. future talent. Oh, if they got Cody Zeller, the Pacer fans would be like, hey, so long, David West. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for everything. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. God bless you. Good night. See ya. <laughs> now that'd be an interesting trade.
Now, you really got toughness. Al Jefferson inside, West outside with Lance. He played with Lance. So I was going to say, they tell David West, like, David, uh, correct. you've been traded to Charlotte. Is that the team Lance is on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> 24-second prediction clock, go. It's going to be a tough year for the Pacers. They won't make the playoffs. I think that they move David West. Hopefully Paul George has a speedy, healthy recovery. Do they make somebody take George Hill in the David West trade? Yes, he makes $8 million a year. You have to. All hands on deck. The superstar top 10, all NBA players hurt. You got to change what you're doing. You got to change philosophies. By the way, good luck, Paul George. And Kate, for the on the off chance you're watching, we hope I would love to see him come back in April. I know that's not realistic, but you never know with science these days. Larry Legend, Paul George, family, they're watching. Well, we're going to end this with one of my favorite local commercials from the 1980s. You'll see why. No, man, it's the prime rib. Prime rib. Lobster. Ooh. Look at the cheap of lobster. <laughs> Bill Walton with a salad. After meal, I the can't. legend's wearing a blouse. <laughs> what is that? My mom has that blouse. Oh, they're doing the wave. Look at that. Danny Ainge is there. Rick Carlisle. What is going on? Big shout, Carlisle. I love him, too. Can we watch that a second time? Oh, man, it's a Look at this. Danny Ainge runs Prime the Celtics. The chief with the lobster. I tell you, it's the salad bar. Oh. Bill Walton had a line. After a meal like this, there's only one way to... I think they were kind of liquored up when they did this, is my guess. Like, clean off the table. Yes. Scott Wedman's in there. <laughs> I got a couple of words for that. Keep getting them checks. <laughs> you know what's funny about the mid-80s? <laughs> All they probably got were, like, a couple of free meals at the Scotch and Sirloin and, like, five grand. <laughs> That's it for the Bill and Jalen preview. We'll be coming back with different outfits because we're done with this taping session. When we come back, the top 20, and the teams are starting to get good. Starting to get interesting. Will you help with the rankings this time for the next 10? Yes, sir. I'll do some research and probably bring a computer to the to the set. Uh, well, you sound really inspired. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in the next one. Before I get the sound off. Whoa. Thank you for downloading the BS Report with Bill Simmons. Too much fun. Check out more podcasts at the iTunes Music Store or at Podcenter at ESPNRadio.com. Peace out.